This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Rock Monsters Living Under the Earth's Crust. We're no close to finding who's responsible for this than we were a month ago. We are closer. It's only a matter of time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits of the Podcast, the only podcast that had a raven always in the background watching them. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. It, there was. Be... There was. Was there? Yeah. Really? How you doing, buddy? I haven't talked to anybody all day. I, you, you're my first real interaction <laughs> oh, with somebody good. today. I'm glad this is going to be recorded then. Yeah. You sad fuck. <laughs> uh, welcome, everyone. We're doing The Pale Blue Eye. Yeah. Um, this was a movie that I was I was fairly excited for when. Oh I first... yeah, you mean the one that you fell asleep through? Yes, multiple I times. <laughs> yes. Um, well, beforehand, like I I was very excited when I found out about this movie. Um, just because of like I'm I'm a sucker for like Ed Grau and Poe stuff. Um, and you're a sucker in general. Yeah, and and just yeah. for the fact too that like Christian Bale was attached to it, which I thought was like a really odd character choice, but um. We'll kind of get into that. Uh, either way, I was like really excited for this movie when I first heard about it. Um, so, The Pale Blue Eye came out in 2022. It was directed by Scott Cooper, um, who I don't know if you knew anything about I him. I have no idea who that is. Um, he did the movie... Um, God, what was that movie called? Um, it was another I don't know. one. I, I, it was <laughs> you another, tell me. I, <laughs> it was another one with um, Christian Bale. It okay. was... Um, oh, uh, Hostiles. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that yeah, that yeah, one yeah. that was really good. Um, was it? I don't. I, that's what I heard. I don't um, know. He also did that horror movie Antlers. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it wasn't anything spectacular, but it was okay. So he did that. Um, so you have like a weird amount of like Harry Potter people in this movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of Harry Potter people in this. Um, but realistically, there's only a few that matter. So like you have Christian Bla- <laughs> Christian Bale Just who ruin pl- everybody else's career. Yeah. <laughs> so you have Christian Bale who plays Augustus Landor. Um, you have Harry Melling who plays Cadet Edgar Allan Poe, uh-huh. um, which I think he steals the show in this. Yeah, we'll get to him. Yeah, you have Simon McBurney who plays Captain Hitchcock. Uh, you have Timothy Spall who plays Superintendent Fire. That's the rat. <laughs> Superintendent Chalmers. Yeah. <laughs> He's the rat from um, from Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, you have Toby Jones who plays Dr. Daniel McCoy who is uh, Dr. Zolo in the Marvel movies. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and then you have Harry Lawtie who plays Artemis McCoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really the only one that matters is Lucy... Boynton, who plays <laughs> Leia. You really don't look at any of these names beforehand, do you? No, not. I, I just, I, you know, sometimes. I'm just going to try and see what happens. Sometimes I write them down and then I'm like, I pronounce it in my head and I'm like, oh, I got it down pat. And then it comes to like when and we were fucking mushmouth. I, I just forget everything that I just said. Also, Robert Duvall's in this as Gene Pepe. Yeah, I forgot. About, yeah, it's like the briefest. Mm-hmm. He's just in it. Yeah. Um, And if you don't know what this movie is about, this movie is. Veteran detective Augustus Landor investigates a series of grisly murders with the help of a young cadet who is Edgar Allan Poe uh, to eventually go on to become the world's famous author, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, all right. That, that's what's vague. Yeah, there's nothing about like the IMDb. end of this of him being like, "Well, now I'm gonna write a story about this or whatever." Yeah, yeah, it's just Edgar. Yeah, realistically, he's he's fucking 
what was the what was the kid's name that like died? That was the, you're the, asking me. Yeah, I don't remember these fucking names. Oh come on, man! I remember Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, you said Augustus Landor, and I was like, who the fuck are you talking about? Oh, the, the, the I know the guy. I, it's Christian. Bale. The guy. I know. Cadet Fry. Yeah, Fry. Leroy. Leroy. Fry. That's what it was. Yeah. We were like, yo, that's a cool way to say Leroy. <laughs> um. So yeah. So I I was initially like very excited to watch this movie like when i first heard about it um and then it came out on on netflix it only had like a couple of months i think like in actual theaters before it was like bought out to like be put on netflix yeah it seems like one of those movies that that would happen um and yeah like you said i i had fallen asleep for a good amount of this movie the first time I watched it's it. It's baffling. Like, when we're watching it, yeah. Zach's like, I think I fell asleep at this part, but then I woke up at this part, and it's in the same scene, and I'm yeah. like, what the fuck, man? Dude, I, I, I didn't know that. Apparently, I, <laughs> I fucking, like, when I pass out from, you know, being up at three in the morning every day. Okay. I just, right. <laughs> I guess I'm I only... not attacking you. I know, but I guess I only, like, fall asleep for about, like, five to ten minutes <laughs> at a time. These quick power naps of a minute. Yeah. So... What'd you think, buddy? I liked it. Yeah, like it's um, it's a decent mystery film. Yeah, I mean it has some good twists and turns. Mm-hmm. I mean the biggest one. I, I don't know if we we're just gonna jump into it right away. Yeah, fucking like, spoilers, everyone. Like, yeah, here it is. Where it's like, all right, well the whole plot is like, here's these murders, and it's like, what's going on with them? And it's like, is it black magic? Mm. Is it? And then it's like towards the end, it's just like, no, I'm fucking communicating with the dead so I can cure myself. And it's like, wow, that's. I didn't expect that. That's kind of nice. Yeah, I I was kind of hoping for like some type of like like dark arts, black magic type shit to be involved with it, because that just kind of like feels like something different out of like a murder mystery than like ex- like I said to you too. I was like, because you picked this movie, I was yeah. like, oh, when the fuck does Cthulhu show up? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were just waiting on that, and it kind of did. Not Cthulhu, but it did become more about like, oh, well, here's this. This old witch hunter that found yeah. a way to create immortality by taking out hearts. And it's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a cool idea. Yeah. So I started doing that. And so far, I think I've, I've gained about 30 years of living. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we were talking to like while we were watching this movie. And like, I don't know if you actually looked it up, but like this might actually surprise you. Um, the Pale Blue Eye was not a story by Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, because I know when we initially talked about this, too, I was like, did I read this? Is this something I read? And I couldn't even think about it because it's not. Yeah, it was uh, Luis Boyard who wrote the book for this movie that mm-hmm. it eventually got based on for this. Right. Who just so happened to be inspired a lot in his work by Edgar Allan Poe and wanted to put him in that. Okay. I mean, um, that makes sense. Yeah. Also, too, like, uh, I, I completely forget, but like... Um, I think because there is a line like in the movie where it's like Edgar Allan Poe says to Lander is like, I will not forget you. I'll like, I'll write about you. Yeah. Um, and his very, very last story is called like Landor committed something like that. Okay. Yeah. So that was cool. There's a bunch of like little, like, yeah, I'm sure there's like little Easter eggs of like, here's something that if you really enjoy Edgar Allan Poe and you appreciate it, I'm sure you'll like this. Yeah. Like obviously like telltale heart is like present throughout this movie of like the heart being like carved out um they talk about like they physically say him saying like lenore so it's like that story's in there there's Mm -hmm. constantly a raven in the background yeah i didn't Um, pick up on that but if you say so i say so and i i believe all right um and yeah so like it's it's an okay mystery film yeah i think where the real like bread and butter of it is like the last 20 minutes 
Um, and we'll get to there, but like I think that that kind of like makes the movie like a bo- a lot better than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, small little shout out too, very fun. Like this movie takes place in West Point, yeah, which, Hudson Valley, motherfuckers, yeah, which, which is literally like I think thirty minutes away from us. Yeah, like West Point itself. Um, Edgar Allan Poe actually did attend as a cadet in like the eighteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of cool. And since we keep saying him, let's just get that out of the way. Yeah. Edgar Allan Poe in this movie is the best part about this movie. Oh, 100%. He's chewing up the scenery. He's witty. He's charismatic. He's moving around. He has big, crazy monologues. He's fun. He's got a great character. Harry Harry Melling steals the show. Yeah. Like, he he plays this act perfectly. Um, And I really enjoy that. Uh, Which, also, double-edged sword... Christian Bale is kind of like the side character, more or less, in this he's, film. Well, he's like grunty man. Yeah, he just all he is. <laughs> mm. Like everything. Yeah, every time somebody like asks him a question or he gets a new piece of information, he's like, mm. oh. He's like Bob Belcher <laughs> when anybody pisses him off. Mm. Mm. Lynn, Lynn, get in here, Lynn. Um. <laughs> so that being said, too, I feel since we kind of like this movie, like. Anything bad that you want to get out of the way first so we can just focus on, like, the good stuff? I mean, it's just... I, I would say Christian Bale is kind of more of, like, the... You know, like, he's there. He's got a character. He's doing stuff. It's all right. Um, I, I think even, to like, what I said for you, which is, like, here it is. It's, like, we get towards the end, and it's, like, oh, well, if this is the case, like, that's okay. It's yeah. whatever. It was, like, a, an hour and a half in, and there was still, like... 25 minutes left yeah, and we were like, like what, what the, the fuck? fuck like you find out who the murderer is yes air, with quotes. air quotes and it's like oh well then what the hell else is there supposed to be and then it's just like the end of it and it kind of it made a little bit more serviceable mm-hmm. i think it's just one of those things where it's you know it's it's a good murder mystery but it's you know it's it's all right yeah it doesn't pack as much as like a powerful punch that i wanted mm-hmm. maybe that's just me but other than that i mean my biggest critique is just the fact that it's like christian bale is very grunty and he's very quiet mm-hmm and he's got a good character. Yeah. I like his character. I yeah, just think he, that Christian Bale is kind of just like he's there. Yeah, I mean like he he didn't do any method acting for this I heard. So yeah. none of so none of him he didn't just eat like 15 hot dogs yeah. to, <laughs> to gain 120 pounds or on the opposite end like only eating apple cores and smoking cigarettes to lose yep. all of his weight. Um yeah, I, I do agree like Christian Bale is definitely, like, second fiddle in this film. Yeah. Um, which sucks, because it's, like, Christian Bale is, like, a big name. Yeah, he's great. And you but would... that's what it felt like more. of like, hey, we got Christian Bale to be a part of this. Don't you want to see this movie? Yeah. And it's like, well, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's like, well, in the actual sense, it'd be like, oh, I'd want to see it because it's Christian Bale. Yeah. But then you get fucking Dudley. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> please, more of you. I know. Because you're fantastic. Yeah. Harry Mowing really, really... Really nailed it in this. Yeah, he's um, great. I agree, though. Like, that's definitely one thing. Something that was also, like, really weird that, like, I picked on very early is this movie takes place in the Hudson Valley, which is in America, but 90- no. yeah. really? <laughs> but 95% of the people that are in this movie are British, and they don't decide to, like, make them do an American accent. Like, they, they're, they're all just speaking, like, english yeah and it's like it's a little confusing for anybody who doesn't live in this area that is like that's not how we speak i don't know what even that critique means <laughs> what are you talking about i don't know it was it was a little weird like noticing that i was like everybody has a british accent but we're in west point in the hudson Valley. i don't know maybe they just came over here 
there's people in the Hudson Valley that have accents. <laughs> yeah, but Christian Bale is actually British. Yeah. But but he's speaking in like an, an American style accent. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I, it was just like, why can't he just? I think the guy that plays Dudley is also British, but he has like a foghorn leghorn accent. Yeah. Uh, and that's that that works. Like he's actually playing the role of like where he lives. Okay. How many foghorn leghorn people do you know around here? At least six. That's bullshit. That's not true. That's really wrong. I know seven. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, I went up. <laughs> I just called my friend, and he knew a guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Another thing, but it it kind of is like like it's null and void, was that I kind of early on had ideas that like, oh, Leah is involved in like the murders. Yeah. Um, so that definitely was kind of like, oh, okay, like I can kind of see you from a mile away, which always takes like the gust out of like a uh right. a murder mystery. I mean, that's film. what I meant too, which is like there's points where it's like you're kinda of going through it and you're like, nah. Like this is going too smoothly. This mm-hmm. there's something that's probably not right about this. Yeah, and then yeah, it becomes Leah, and then like Christian Bale, and you're like, oh, so maybe there's this going on, and yeah. that, that's where I felt too, where it's like here's these kind of plot moments where it either it's just gonna be really flat and nothing, mm-hmm. or it's like here's the big reveal, but it's still kind of you know like eh, like it's nice, yeah, it's a better touch. They did they did trick us at first too, because like. You did kind of almost believe that it was Edgar for a little while. Yeah. Because he was like, oh, the murderer had to be like a poet. Right. And it's like, but you're the only poet here. Right. And there's that a is actually established, published. Yeah. And then there's the other kind of swerve with the one dickhead guy. Oh, Mr. Ballinger. Yeah. Where he's like also kind of the red herring of like, yeah. well, this guy's really intense and mm-hmm. he's like really harsh to everybody. So he's probably the killer. And then, no, he got hung. <laughs> And he got his heart taken out, so... Yep. Yep. Beaten real good, he did. I just think about even, too, if, like, we're just... I mean, we already said spoilers in this. But, I mean, like, the coincidence. The sheer coincidence... Oh, absolutely. ...of, like, here it's it is, a- this family, mm-hmm. and they're... Because that's the essential, like, the beginning part of this movie was, yeah. like... You know, it's like... Artemis, Leia. Right. And then the opposite end of Maddie, mm-hmm. which is which is Lander's daughter. Right. Yeah, I mean, that stuff's all great. I love the stuff with the daughter. I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, here it is, too, where it's, like, you you get the big reveal at the end where it's, like, here's this family of Artemis and the other loser. And they're, like, oh, well, we're going to keep taking hearts and doing black magic so then we can, like, cure Leia. Mm-hmm. It's, like, because she, uh, she has seizures. Yeah. And it's, like, up. Oh, 1830s, it, so it's, like, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and There is no way to fix this. Yep. And it's one of those things where it's like, well, later on you realize that they didn't kill anybody, mm-hmm. but it's like they just stumbled across somebody that was dead, yes. and it's like, well, fuck it, we'll just take his heart. Mm-hmm. Like, what a good, what a solid deal. Which is very, <laughs> which is kind of awkward because it's like, how often are you like, man, we really need like a human heart, and then you turn your head and you're like, oh my god, a dead person. Yeah, like what's the coincidence? Yeah, like you you have to go and kill someone. Like that's the part too where I'm just like, that's so silly. Yeah, like, they just keep. They just kept coming across people that were like, yeah, all right, we'll just take the heart. Yeah, it's like it's like two or three people. It's like, Jesus, like, and it's all in this one fucking place. It's, it's not like, like their dad wasn't a fucking, he worked at the morgue. Yeah. Like, you couldn't just get people's hearts. Yeah, well, I mean, again, too, like, it's it's a corner on, like, a uh, like a college. So it's like, how many people are actually dying? Yeah. So I get that. But, yeah, like, fucking, like, in this state alone... 
You'd have to, like, maybe three if you, like, travel the entire state and be like, oh, I just found a dead guy. I can take their heart. <laughs> like, it's just a sheer coincidence. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Um, uh, but silly. Exactly. I love the the dull coloring of this film. Yeah, it's very gray. I, I really like that. Like, I don't know if you ever saw the movie um, Black Coat's Daughter. No. Very similar. Like, it's it just is accenting, like, the winter of this place, much like that movie where it's like, it's just so like dull blues and grays yeah. and like and everything by candlelight. Yeah. So it's like it's making you feel like the cold as you're watching it. Yeah, I mean it fits to the theme of the movie of like it's dark and satirical and morbid and melancholy mm-hmm. and it's like, yep. Yeah, that's why like I really like that. Like it, it just feels like it's supposed to be cold and dark. Yeah. Um there are a few like scenes that I really like too. Um like the quick cut scenes of like the the lamb, like being like strung up on the wall. The lamb. Yeah, or the goat or whatever. Like when, when you get like after the first murder and like you see that, there like the next day there's like a goat that's like nailed to a tree and then its oh, heart is yeah, taken yeah, out. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Like cool imagery. Yeah, that looks like practical effects. I enjoy that. The really cool scene that I thought was like a really nice transition too was when um, Leia and Edgar are, like, walking together, when, like, when they're basically, like, starting. Oh, in the starting. cemetery? No, like, well, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, at the end of that, when it's, like, they're walking together, and it it's, like, the lantern that he's holding, like, Oh, yeah, that slick transition. It, it yeah. basically, like, really transitions right into, like, him walking home at night. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, by literally just, like, that lantern itself. Yep. Like, it, it, it was a really cool trick. Um, I don't know much of Scott Cooper, so I don't know if, like, this is, like, his style. I enjoy it. I know Hostiles was more of, like, this kind of, like, action movie. And Antlers was about a big fucking Wendigo that was just murdering everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. not much of that. So, I don't know. Like, I don't know what his style is, really, because I haven't checked him out a lot. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, if it's anything like that, like, I, I think I can definitely get behind it, especially, too, in, like, different styles of, of genres that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, mis- the Ballinger scene was really cool, um, with, like, the hanging, like, when they're all, like, the search party going around. Yeah, that was, like, a nice hard cut that I was like, oh, shit, all mm-hmm. right, that's pretty, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I also like the last scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a nice, powerful monologue, you get a lot of revelations, like, there's stuff that's going on that it's like, yeah, this is, this is nice, and it's just them kind of, like, feeding off each other. Like, there's, this is... Like, I like when period piece movies do stuff like this, where mm-hmm. it's like, nothing big, nothing extreme, it's just a bunch of people talking in a room. Yeah. And that's what this movie does really well, it's just like, here's your main actors, and they're just talking to each other, and it's good. Mm-hmm. I also, too, like, um, the, the scene uh, with Lander, when, like, he starts to kind of, like, get a little pissed off, and, like, he's yelling. Like, when he finds out that, like, Edgar was lying about, like, knowing Leroy. Yeah. Um, And he talks about, like... The, the superintendent asked him, was like, oh, I hope, like, you don't have any, like, um like biased against, like, our establishment. And then yeah. he goes on about, like, how he thinks, like, the academy is bullshit. Yep. How they, like, break down men and it's like mm-hmm. they make them into weapons. And yeah. It's like, yep. They, how he brainwashes them. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Which feeds into the ending, which I thought, it's, there's a nice thing with this, too. And that's why I said I like Landor's character, because it's like, oh, well, here's everything that kind of comes together. Mm-hmm. Which do you want? Do you have anything yeah, else? We I mean, just jump into we'll it. We'll just jump into the All ending. All right. So then, at the ending too, you essentially like you go through the whole murder mystery, and then you find at the end of it, which is that 
oh my god, it's this fucked up family, and they're born from this other f- like witch hunter guy who found immortality. It was just like one of my favorite lines yeah. in the movie where it's like, does your daughter communicate with the dead? Yeah. And it's just like, and he has to be like, oh, uh, well, yeah, kind and of. And it's working. And yeah. It's, yeah, he's like, you know, I didn't think that it was like dark arts, but like it worked. Yeah, it's like I tried everything, but it's working. And then you get to the end of it and like Edgar's about to get sacrificed and then the barn burns down. It's yeah. like, oh, the barn burning. That was like a piece that I didn't like too. Oh, like, it looked like shit. Yeah, like we turned to each other like lame. Like fucking that's the, that. I mean, I get it. Like that's got to be the CGI part. Right. Well, that's what it is where it's like the, the roof collapses and it mm-hmm. crushes Leah and her brother. And it's like, oh, this is the point where you're like, all right, well, that was it. Yeah. But you know what also works? Force perspective where it's like you just make it fucking fall like way before them. So in that way, you still get the effect of it looking like it crashes them, but not making it look like shit with CGI. Yeah. But again, too, I don't know. That probably... I don't know how movies work. That's I don't know either. It's probably I just pricey. watch them. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure CGIing a bunch of fucking debris falling is also pretty pricey. Yeah, but I feel like it's less pricey than actually making debris fall. They should just burn down a barn and destroy a camera mm. in the process. Yeah. A twelve thousand dollar <laughs> camera. We don't need this. We thing. don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> we got seven more in the back. <laughs> but yeah, and then as we talked about in the beginning of this, where it's like you get towards the end, and it's like twenty minutes left, mm-hmm. and you're like, "What else could possibly be going on?" And yeah. the, it's nice because the, at the beginning of the movie, um, in Leroy's hand, there's a scrap of paper. Yeah, and it's like throughout the like they kind of decode it at the beginning to mm-hmm. be like, "Oh, he was, he was called to meet somebody," and then they kind of don't do anything more with that. And then it comes back up at the end of like, oh, well, Edgar Allan Poe was like, I noticed the handwriting and it's similar to To yours. To yours. And it's like, then it becomes like the big revelation of, well, his daughter didn't just fuck off with some random guy. Mm -hmm. She was raped by the cadets who were the main, like, the main cadets in this movie. Yeah, which is Artemis Ballinger. And one, or not Artemis, I'm um, sorry, Leroy Ballinger, and then one more that fled. Right. Because he he knew what was coming. Yeah. But I like that, too. Cause like, I did, too. Yeah, I like yeah, that. I, I like the fact that, like, Lander was like, I didn't find him, but he'll be living with looking over his shoulder for the rest of his life. Right. And, and to... That's scarier. It is. It's super good, too. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's an intimidating line. But then you find out in all this is that he, Landor, end, ended up just killing Leroy because mm-hmm. obviously he's getting revenge for his daughter because yeah. as the trauma and the events of that happened because of his daughter she killed herself yes so she wasn't just disappeared she just died yeah which I think they paint like a really good way too, where it's like you don't kind of notice it throughout the film where you believe because it's such a throwaway thing of like oh she left with somebody yeah and I kind of like, like like yeah that makes total sense like i'm not gonna question that but then even too i forgot to mention this like other parts that i like about this movie are those moments where he starts like thinking about yeah, her the flashbacks and you get the flashback or that really cool scene where it's like you see mm-hmm. his daughter and she's like scrubbing her dress yes and then he kind of turns up the lantern and she just disappears yeah and, and it's you're, like you're like what the fuck was that about and you're like that's kind of strange but mm. it makes sense because he could be like oh he's just a dad and misses his daughter mm-hmm. it's like nope nope because he fucking died yeah so that was that was really cool, like the because that's what made this movie being from like mediocre to good. Yeah, because if it was just like, hey, it's this fucking weird rich family and they're doing pagan magic, mm-hmm. and it's like, all right, yeah. whatever. But the fact that it's like, oh, well, here it is, is that he, like, Landor killed everybody. He orchestrated all of this. He set it all up, 
all for the eventual part of this too because even too i made a reference in that where i was just like with Leroy, they were like oh he got bludgeoned in the back of the head mm-hmm. and i was like well why the fuck would he tell them that yeah and it's because he wants to get caught by edgar Allan poe no not even so like i think he literally pointed it out because then that that kind of forces the blame off of him like if he points it out first and he's like oh this man was bludgeoned beforehand then it like because he's a a detective it's it's more or less putting it on like oh he was bludgeoned then hanged but he wasn't dead yet rather than being like oh i did this and now they're gonna think that i did it but even too like i said to you it's like you know what's the best way to prevent somebody from accusing you just make it look like a suicide. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, there you go. You don't have to fucking do anything. Yeah. That's why I think for this, it's because it's at the end. He's literally telling Edgar, it's like, I wanted you to catch me mm-hmm. because I don't want to live in this anymore. Yeah. And then it's that that's the moral decision at the end of the movie for Edgar is like, well, do I turn him in? Because here it is. It's like my mentor, somebody that I got really close to throughout this all time. Or like, do I just fuck off? Which yeah, he do, does. I, do I live with this? Right. I don't know, because I, o- I also believe that, like, it's the easiest way to put blame off of you is if you point out all these things. Because then you're because then nobody's going to believe that it was you if you're the one that's, like, pointing out, like, oh, we need to find out who bludgeoned him. But that's so stupid. No, that's it, smart. Can I bring up Article 2, Subsection 8? That's what actual... smelt it, dealt it. That's what actual murderers do, or, like, fucking, like, like returning to the scene of the crime. Well, yeah, I totally get the, like, well, that's more of, like, narcissism and, like, char- and sociopathic it tendencies. Sometimes it works. But I'm saying in this sense, yeah, it's like if I want to just keep doing this and not get caught, it would make sense for him not to point that out. But because he wants to get caught at the end of all this, he points it out. I guess, but realistically, then to Edgar is the only one that would figure it out. What do you mean, every- realistically? Because everybody else should all movie. Yeah, but everybody else is a numpty. Like they wouldn't figure that out. Like yeah, like Edgar's. And that's the o- why Edgar. Gets- yes, like Edgar's the only one with brains to put it two and two right. together. So yes, <laughs> so fuck you. Fine, whatever. Yeah, like the the last like montage basically of Landor and Edgar like talking about like how Landor actually started everything. And then the entire movie was really just a coincidence <laughs> of, like, fucking yeah. two different things happening is what made me go, like, wow, this is fun. Because that, like, when else would that work? It's like, Landor goes and kills this kid, but then the brother and sister steal the heart. Yep. And then as Landor is like, okay, one down, two to go, is called to the school to then try and deduce what happened. Yeah. Even though in his mind, he's like, oh, fuck, they already found out it was me? How? Right, because it puts a lot of context to the beginning scene in this movie where yeah. he's like, oh, you've been summoned. And he's like, well, what if I refuse? And it's like the, the mm-hmm. one guy is kind of intimidating about it, but it, in the sense it is like, yeah, I mean, if you don't show up, you don't show up. Yeah. Like, so like, all right. <laughs> so that's where this movie almost gets like that rewatchability for Yeah, it. that's what it's, I was thinking. Is because then it's like, okay, now I know this so I can go back and like pinpoint like okay were these moments where it's like Landor kind of gave something away right and that's what you need like and that's what's hard to do in murder mysteries or noir movies altogether is like once you figure out who did it you don't really go back to watching the movie because it's like you you kind of like like unless it's like really really compelling like you don't really go back to 
figure out like any missed clues. Or it becomes that thing where it's like, well, now that you know, you get to go back and watch and see how it all makes sense. Yeah. Before you get the aha moment. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is. Like it's it's a pretty good standard noir movie that has a, like a little bit more of an uplifting twist. Yeah. So, uh, the coincidence makes it really fun. Yeah, that makes it fun. Um it's still silly, but it overall it's still, you know, like it's a fun movie. Yeah. It um it it gets about like like seven bludgeonings out of 10, six and a half. Like I'm I'm kind of like a little bit more in the middle with it because like it wasn't anything like super over the top. Yeah, I'd say more of that. Like that kind of like seven communicating with the dead. Yeah, and then Harry Melling. Like that's just that that's what makes the movie. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, I would rewatch like yeah, if, <laughs> just for his. If parts. I was ever gonna do anything with this movie ever again, I would watch a clip on YouTube of like just him. all of his parts. Yeah, all the parts of him because he's fantastic. Yeah, so fun stuff. Um, so with that being said, my recommendation is just thank you um i'm sick fuck you get out of here then all right um you had covid a couple <laughs> weeks ago fuck yeah you. and you have it now probably no i don't, no, I don't. Oh, okay. okay you think that i do all right well my uh my recommendation this week just to go hand in hand with the movie is just like the short stories of edgar Allan poe oh boo oh come on oh, come on we're five <laughs> months away from spooky season so like we could <laughs> i i can i can put out like a little bit of a halloween recommendation <laughs> I was um, thinking this is like that meme that my wife showed me of like, it's a skeleton and it's raving. It's like seven months to Halloween. Yeah. I'm like, seven months? Yes. <laughs> You're counting down already? I, I'm there. I'm like, oh, five months till Halloween. It's five months. Yeah. That's, not, that's There's not, a whole summer in between. They, dude, there are times where it's like a one month goes by in five days to me. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, out. Yeah, I, I don't think there's really like much I have to explain about it. Like Edgar Allan Poe short stories, like he was kind of like the original short stories of like horror yep um besides probably like hp lovecraft yeah with like cosmic horror but like uh poe really kind of like nailed down like these very like and like these poems and short stories of like just grotesque kind of like gothic horror um obviously everybody knows the raven obviously everybody knows like telltale hearts but like definitely check out like some more like i definitely want to check out more of like lenore and like i said like landor yep um there's the red death there's yep. the count of monte cristo the fall the house the usher yep yeah so um which is getting adapted into a show yep. by uh fucking uh midnight mask guy correct and damn it i don't know his name and haunting of hill house and bry manor and the midnight club yeah there we go i did it and that one movie hush yeah that was okay yeah but the Midnight Nass, like, the screenplay is in the background. Yeah, I know. Because he was writing at that point. The fuck is his name? Mike Flanagan. Yes, thank you. Bam! Did it. Um, Good man. Uh, So, yeah, just check out Edgar Allan Poe's short stories. Um, I know I have, like, a massive book of, like, all of them. Yep. Um, And it's playing a part into my wedding this year, so. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's what we got. Okay. Matt, what are we doing next? So, for our topic, we're going to do movies that are stuck in development hell. Nice. I love those. Waiting forever. Oh, we'll get into it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Matt, with enough patience, a suspect will often interrogate himself.